Hello and welcome to episode 213 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and today I have none other than the head squash pro at the Vancouver Lawn and Tennis Club. This is the first uh, episode of our uh, Canadian Nationals uh, themed podcast. It's Victor Berg, uh, a guy that I uh, I know pretty well. We, we used to uh, hang out a little bit back in the early 1990s when I was in Whistler, uh, British Columbia for a year or so and uh, Victor was uh, an aspiring uh, young uh, I think it was on the Canadian uh, junior national team and about to turn pro about to leave uh, Vancouver and head to Toronto to give it a go uh, as a professional and uh, Victor is uh, an amazing talent on the squash court if anyone's ever seen him play uh, you've probably maybe seen him play some double squash he was number one in the world for a few years with his partner uh, at that time as doubles partner Damian Mudge I think he reached uh, around number 44 in the world on the PSA tour won his last pro event which was in, uh, in Atlanta then he he left the uh, the singles to play some doubles but uh, really have a great chat with Victor uh Mainly, uh, we're here to talk about the the Canadian Nationals, uh, the Oxford property uh, Canadian Nationals from June 1st to June 5th. Uh, Mainly, uh, Victor was to come on to talk about that. But I've been meaning to reach out to him for a long time. In fact, I did try uh, a couple of times, just couldn't... uh, nail it down but this was fantastic I always wanted to have him on uh, was, he was a friend of mine there for a good couple of years uh, back when I was as I said in British Columbia and uh, I just wanted to catch up with him he had such a you know he's, a, he's an amazing talent like I said and I wanted to just talk to him about those days uh, and that's what we do we talk uh, quite a bit about his junior days uh, working uh, in Vancouver with a Canadian legend Canadian icon John Fleur uh, along with uh, another with John's right hand man actually uh, another guy who had a bit of an influence on Victor was Steve Lawton I've had Steve on the podcast one of the earlier ones one of the more prolific uh, pods actually if you haven't listened to that one uh, you might, might want to go back and listen to it there's no one like Steve but uh, Victor uh, took uh, quite a bit of his talent from those two uh, John legend great squash player and he gave uh, Victor the fundamentals and, and taught him pretty much as Victor says everything he knew about or knows about the game and then uh, having spent a fair bit of time with Steve uh, one of the most uh, sort of dynamic uh, uh, players uh, one of the players with the most flair that you'd, you'd ever see uh, on the squash court Steve Lawton and he took I think a fair bit of, uh, from Steve as well but we talk about those days and then uh, his time playing professionally as well as on the pro doubles tour and of course uh, Victor lays out the Canadian nationals which are upcoming and how that's all going to play out it's the biggest uh, Canadian national event uh, since uh, 2000 I believe there's over I think over 400 entrants Uh, you have the of course the men's and women's open events you have the masters events all the way up to I think 65 or 70 and over and then companion uh, junior event as well the whole city's getting behind this uh, it's not just the Vancouver Lawn uh, and Tennis Club, but um, all of the the big squash clubs in Van- <clears throat> in Vancouver are getting involved, and it should be a fantastic event. Vancouver uh, it has a very very uh, 
it has an amazing squash community. So, and Victor lays out lays out all of that for us here on episode uh, two thirteen of the podcast. It's on on the eve. Uh, actually, we recorded this on the eve of the World Championship Finals, and uh, right now, I think as we speak, um, I believe Nor El Sherbini is playing um, Noran Gohar, which should be a fantastic final. And then Ali Farag versus a surprise uh, finalist. I guess not such a big surprise given the name uh, Mohamed El Sherbagi. Uh, some great semifinals, uh, some uh, some fireworks in his match last night, especially at the end of the match uh, when he called out Rob Owen in his uh, in his speech there uh, for an article that was written on the uh, PSA's uh, website uh, about. Uh, how he felt that Paul would be uh, pretty much unbeatable unless he was having a bad day. I think uh, Mohammed and maybe several other players took that uh, to heart. And, uh, yeah, so Mohammed had a few words for Rob. Uh, I'm not sure what to think about that. I know Rob just likes to tell it like it is. And maybe on this occasion he uh, maybe an ill-advised, maybe went a bit too far uh, with what he had said. But uh, at any rate, it fired up. A fair few players. Uh, Tarek Moman was, I've never seen him play so well. And then Mohamed was not going to lose. You could just tell he was on, he was going to win that match, and he, he did. I'm sure we'll see uh, Paul back uh, better than ever. And uh, Rob won't let this uh, get in the way of what he does uh, so well with his players. But, but having seen uh, both Ali and Mohamed, uh, Ali, I would have to say, is the favorite heading into that match. He just looks very good. He's got Mike Way in his corner, so we'll see how it all plays out. I'm calling it now, so this is time-stamped. Um, also, I'm going to I'm gonna go with... Um, I'd have to go with Noran Gohar here just because I'm not, I'm not too sure how fit uh, Norel Sherbini is. She was injured. Um, not, it seemed to be a fairly significant injury when she had to retire, I think it was a couple of months ago, in the final against uh, Noran. So, um, anyways, I'm going to go with uh, Gohar and Farag as your winners, but uh, both matches should be highly... Uh, should be well fought and highly entertaining so uh, looking forward to watching those later this evening uh, but uh, this is what we're here for episode 213 with my old buddy victor berg hey victor hey buddy <laughs> how are you doing how are you doing long time no see oh, yeah it's been a while good to see you man good to you see look, you you look good yeah you too you, you you look like you did back in 1993 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. How's everything? Uh, everything's great. Yeah, yeah you must be uh, extremely uh, excited and bit, uh, quite busy, hands full with yeah. everything going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, I was just thinking earlier. The I think the last time. Uh, do you remember it? Because I, I remember. It. I think I do. The last time we were. Uh, sort of together the last time I saw you. Do you was remember? it in Whistler? Was it? it no. no, I don't think it was Whistler. I think it was after. Okay. I think it was after. Okay. I think okay. it was uh, on the, we both, I think you might've been playing for BC. I played for Nova Scotia and the, the team championships uh, were in Nanaimo. <clears throat> I think you played. Oh. Did you play Neat. in that one? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> well, I, I, I what I remember is uh 
uh, playing backgammon and crib on the way back on the ferry. Yes. With you and For money. Uh, I think it was Jim Geddes and uh, another guy from Nova Scotia, Keith Boyle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember, I kind of remember that. Was it, yeah, was yeah. There, it the teams or the BC? Going around, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those ferry, those ferry rides, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's been, uh, you're, you're at the Lawn and Tennis Club now, uh, Victor? Yeah, I've been there yeah. about over, about four years. Four years. Yeah, how's yeah. that? How's that it's going? It's great. I, I love it. Yeah, I, I was a member before. I've been a member for about 10 years. But yeah. now I get to, now I get paid to be there. So it's even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I know the members must be happy. I think, um, I think one of the guys, a guy that I talked with a, a fair bit, uh, Tabs, his name is Tab, yeah. you know, Tabs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, yeah. he talks quite a bit about, yeah. I think you're coaching his son, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great, great, great son, Dan. He's amazing. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's doing pretty well uh, from what I take it in terms of the squash. He's doing very well. Yeah. Very yeah. determined. Sort of brings back, uh, the old, you were, you were, uh, you were sort of like that back then, back in, was, when, we, when we were, when I was in Whistler, yeah. you would have been, like uh, maybe 17, 18, around that mm-hmm. age. So you're just mm-hmm. old enough to start, you know, you're, you're about to become an adult. So you were hanging out. We were hanging out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, I was always, I was, I was always, yeah, I always was determined. I always kind of, when I was, you know, little, I, I wanted to become a squash pro. So I was kind yeah. of, you know, I was, I was set on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, now, obviously, we're going to talk a bit about, um, <clears throat> not a bit, but quite a bit, about the uh, Oxford Properties, the Canadian Nationals uh, coming up June 1st to June 5th. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to be huge, right? I think the biggest mm-hmm. uh, biggest event since 2000 in terms of numbers, right? Yes, almost 400 entries. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. But before we get into that, because I, uh, you know, I was meaning, I think I did try to reach out to you a couple times before, but never quite got around to it. I was wanting to, you know, uh, chop it up with you here on my podcast. So uh, if you don't mind indulging me a little bit, Victor, uh, just give, give uh, for the people who might not know you, obviously a lot of Canadians uh, sort of from the era that I'm in and a little bit uh, past the, past me would know who you are but uh give us a little bit of your backstory uh if you don't mind okay um yeah i started playing squash when i was little and uh played the psa tour um i got to 44 in the world um i stopped quite early i stopped when i was 25 um, yeah. only with a few few tournaments on on my divisor and actually the last kind of psa tournament i played i won um but uh yeah i stopped around was that overseas years old. victor was that uh that was in atlanta atlanta okay yeah 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 atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah atlanta open yeah yeah and then um i was in toronto um playing for the canadian uh senior team training with power and graham and Shahir, uh and uh, with mike way and yeah i had a really good group there was there for about eight years uh training and, and playing the world tour yeah. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. And then I kind of stopped early when I was 25, moved back to Vancouver. Um, and then I kind of started playing hardball doubles mm. uh, tour. And I played that for the, for the, for the next dozen years off and on. Yeah. You did and now, uh, I'm a, uh, 
Yeah, yeah it was, that was a lot of fun. Got to number one in the world with Damien Mudge. Yeah. Um, he's a common denominator, though. <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. He's, yeah. he's amazing, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just focusing on, on coaching, running the program at the Vancouver Lawn and Tennis Club. And, uh, you know, a lot of passion with coaching the, the top juniors in, in Canada as well now. That's awesome. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many points where I w- I'd like to, you know, to get into. Let, let, just to go back a little bit, uh, when I, I sort of knew the, the Vancouver area, and it was such a, and it probably still is, but back then, such a rich uh, squash uh, environment, so many great clubs. Uh, you were, I think, at that time, maybe at the VRC, if I'm not mistaken, uh, back in... Uh, back. Uh, Back, Back in when? 92, 93. Um, I grew up at the River Club with John Flurry. Oh, right. That's was right. my yeah. club. Yeah. yeah. River Club, John Flurry. And uh, I was there when I was when I was in the junior. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, like, I know you and I know he had a, you know, a lot to do with your sort with with your junior squash. And, uh, you know, I, I knew him a little bit, but he, you know, he's one of the Canadian icons, right? One of the Canadian legends in the squash scene. Back then, one, I think he'd won a national, couple national titles, if I'm not mistaken, him and, the, and his uh, right-hand man, Stevie uh, Lawton. So the, yeah. I mean, between those two guys, uh, they, they sort of uh, helped you along the way. So what was it like, uh, first of all, in terms of uh, John Fleury, what was, it, what, was, uh, what was it like learning squash from from him, uh, it was great. It was a, it was a, he was very instrumental in in my my career for sure. Um, without him, I wouldn't be able to to done anything. He he was very a uh, gifted player from Ireland and uh, taught me everything. Uh, just was very laid back. Never really pushed, but guided me, and always kind of helped get me better over the years. He also coached actually Graham Riding and Melanie Jans. So yeah, right. he, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just remember watching him play, and he had such a very—he was just very strong and accurate and powerful, and moved well for a bit. He was a big guy, right? So, but he moved very really big, very fluent. Yeah, yeah, very fluent around the court. Just, just a natural player. Yeah, and uh, how how about uh, did did Steve have uh, much to do with? Uh, you know, I, I know I know that he he thought very highly of you, and and you I think you you did spend a bit of time with Steve. Now, if I look at your game. Uh, yeah. I would say if I and, I, and I knew the two and I knew Flurry and I knew Lawton, I'd say uh, Lawton would have had more of a <clears throat> uh, sort of an yeah. impact on, on your style of play. Obviously, that's not the case. I think Fleur, John, obviously, you spent more time with him. But Steve had, as we all know, an extreme flair for the game and for shot making and uh, unpredictability, much like you uh, have. So uh, just wondering... Uh, what uh, what did you learn or or get from Steve over all those years back then? Well, I never had any really real coaching sessions from him, but I, I learned a lot uh, just from watching him play and picked up uh, you know some of his, his his tricks and his deception and yeah yeah he was pretty amazing. You, the cross court can be your best shot or worst shot. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. That's what yeah. he taught me. Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite uh, the the best ever deception uh, that I've ever seen from Steve and you've probably seen a bit more, but, and I'm not sure if you were there for this one. It was at the uh, Seattle open and he was in okay. the final. He played uh, Mosin, Mosin Mur in the final. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. and uh, I don't think there was any love lost uh, between the two of them. 
<laughs> and so Steve was serving from the right-hand service box. And it, like he served the ball, he threw the ball out and it was as if he was going to hit Mosin with the ball, like swing. <laughs> and then he, then he, then he went back and hit, the, hit it backhand. Right? <laughs> I've done that. I've, I've seen that. I've done that before because of him. That's it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The tricks like, he would pull off. Holy Lord. Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 the creativity was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Could you get away with that now in today's game? Like, like officiating uh, uh, the, the it would, officials. It would, be the uh, it would be encouraged, hopefully. <laughs> they, they're they're really strict now, aren't they? They are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, Stevie probably get thrown out of the, the event for that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love it. <laughs> yeah, those those guys, the legends. I wish everyone would have saw them and met them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, uh, yeah, I can remember. I, th- I think it was at that event, too. I wasn't refing that final match but i did ref we all had to ref see i'm sure you've officiated a few of his games but but uh that was always a, a tough ask wasn't it because well, it didn't matter yeah. it didn't matter how how well you were officiating there was always something gonna go wrong right uh, uh-huh. well and he he got me mentally tough too when i was playing him as a junior moving my way up the ranks you know playing him was just a nightmare and it really kind of got me really mentally tougher you know <laughs> having to like just deal with all his his bs and his everything it was it was, the, it was the wide it was, stance on the tee <laughs> wide stance missing <laughs> throwing the ball and trying to hit you and you know <laughs> pushing out your ass and blocking you and yeah stalling and oh yeah it, oh, it, was, everything. it was everything yeah no, i was what uh there's a one uh just I, I found a youtube video you've probably seen it uh, and it seems relatively recent you're wearing like a, a bright yellow shirt yeah. in the video. I'm not sure who, you, who you're playing. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of, uh, I mean, you've got a lot of real, really deceptive squash in your, in your variety of, uh, in your shot making. Is that mm-hmm. just something, does that just, did that just come natural to you? Or uh, was that something that, uh, you know, John and John tried to encourage, or was that something that he tried to sort of, curtail a little bit when you were with him well i think it's it, there's a couple of things that uh I, I grew up with a couple other guys like winston cabell darren thompson they were they were you know pretty tricky uh, yeah. angeline was around too and um you know i learned a lot from those guys uh so i you know i was very uh i, I was i always Tom, enjoyed thompson liked to be a bit deceptive didn't he oh yeah he, he was a poser yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to do the uh Oh, was it on the backhand? He, he used to have a backhand sort of overhead top spin that he'd use every now and then. Was it, yes. Was it him or Stuart Skelton hitting the ball off the glass back window and then combing his hair in the reflection and then go and get the next shot? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pre Miguel Rodriguez. It started before. Okay. Yeah, pre yeah. yeah before Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. yeah, long time ago for sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, you know I love being creative. I'm a gambler at heart. So I think that kind of naturally, you know, goes, goes into squash too. Yeah. And you move, I mean, I was watching that match and you must've been a little bit past your prime when, when this was recorded, but man, you're, you're fast. Mm-hmm. You move around, you move around the court. Like uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Are you still, are you still covering the court that well? 
No, my hip is sore these days, so yeah. I haven't been playing too much. But um, yeah, back in the day, I was when I was I remember eighteen as a junior, I was one of the slowest and unfittest juniors around, like mm. really slow. And then I think I worked my butt off for for the next four or five years. And then I think when I was twenty two, Peter Nickel and Jonathan Power carved me the fastest squash player in the PSA tour. So, um, oh, yeah. for all the kids, for, for the, all the kids out there work hard and, and, uh, anything is possible. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what I saw, I mean, you, you were just, you were all over the place. You, you were getting mm-hmm. everything and then not only were you getting to the ball, but you're doing something you're getting there. So in, in a time, in the timing was perfect. Like you could do just about anything with it. I guess that that's something that you worked on as well, right? Not just to be, I mean, you could be fast, like, uh, you know, like guys who just pick up, like Elliot Frymeyer was fast, right? Mm-hmm. Remember? Elliot Frymeyer. <laughs> I've heard that name. That name for That's hilarious. You should come back. We miss you. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know what? When you uh, really appreciate the invite, actually. I, I mean, yeah. it's, it was one week. I have to work, unfortunately. If I were to leave... I, I can't get that time off. I'd love to go because I'm ready. I'm ready to to challenge. Uh, wow. I think Andrew Lynn. He's in my age group. Okay. I'm ready to take him on. I'm nice, <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm play, I played today, so that's a young fifty then. Yeah, right? it's a hip like you though. The the hip's a bit of an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Been holding off uh, getting it looked. Uh, I know there's an issue. I'm holding off because I know it's probably a hip replacement thing that needs to be done, but I, I just don't want to go there just yet. Yeah. Well, I would suggest sooner rather than later because I, I hold it off for years and I just got it done last week. Oh, an did x-ray you? Okay. And there's just an x-ray. Okay. And there's, yeah. there's arthritis and stuff like that. So I have to go see a specialist now. Like some of the cartilage and joints gone. So I wish I would have actually looked into sooner. it sooner. Yeah. Yeah, because I could have been preventing it, and um, is it you know, uh, option? Is it something that uh, like do you have to do hip replacement, or is well, there something? No, I, I need a couple of specialists to look at this, and uh, you know, there's there's depending on many factors, how old you are and how active you are. So you, have, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, but it doesn't impact yeah. your your coaching. Obviously, you're you're not doing uh, not not too much, not too much. You know, I'm limited with playing. My my golf game doesn't impact my golf game. That's that's the there most you important go. thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I play. Uh, I've been playing quite a bit myself. It's it's, it's great okay. to, to have that to go to. Uh, how's your golf game these days? I love it. Yeah, I, I play once in a while, once or twice a week, but I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember Lawton. He used to come up to to Whistler, and he with uh, with Apollo, he he do his sales trips, and he and he bring his little uh, his 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 clubs with him all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he play at the the Nicholas North there. Yeah, yeah. Have you played that course, Nicholas North? I have. Yeah. Yeah. How I've only I only got drunk on the course a couple of times. I never actually played it. <laughs> How is it? We should we should play and get drunk next time on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Fairy Creek and, uh, is a is a Fairy Creek's a good one too on the way up there. Okay. Uh, on on the water, yeah, yeah, it's a new one. And no doubt, there's a lot of really good golf uh, all all the way up the the Sea to Sky Highway there. I'm sure. Very scenic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, yeah, I just wanted, uh, and I wanted to get into, just before we get into the Nationals, Victor, uh, I've had Rob Dinnerman on my podcast a few times. Mm -hmm. I just love talking to him. I mean, as you know, he's like the the historian of the game, right, of the North Mm -hmm. American game, especially when it comes to hardball. And he couldn't speak any more highly of you uh, when he's been on. I've asked him about you, and uh, he he rates you aside from Wade and Mudge. Uh, right there amongst the best uh, ever in terms of hardball. Mm-hmm. So uh, just wondering, what was it? I, I know they did. you did play a little bit of hard because I, I remember playing a few times there at, at VRC. I think they had a doubles court, if memory mm-hmm. serves. Uh, but what was it or what is it about a double squash that, that, uh, that you took a liking to? And uh, how did you uh, – how much did you enjoy those years uh, on the tour? On the ISTA. Yeah. I guess that's what it was called. Yeah. Back yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I love the devil's tier, the SDA tier. It's a big, one big party. <laughs> okay. plus, plus one big party. But it, but uh, the, the game's the best. Like the hardball doubles, if no one's ever played it, um, the the variety, the creativity, the, the how fast paced it is, um, it's, it's a lot more exciting to play, I find, and, and to watch. And I can be a lot more creative out there. The bowl is harder. So there's, kind of the, the court's higher, bigger, so you can kind of create more angles and there's more variations in the game, more options. Um, power is important to play well. Um, reflexes. Um, so, yeah, Something just a little bit more. have a lot of, right? I mean, that's yeah. right after rally, all that stuff, right? Yeah, like if you're in the back right-hand corner in, in the hardball doubles game, you have, you know, six or seven or eight shots you can hit. You know, yeah. in, in singles, you know, you have three or four maybe. If, if that <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i mean you must have pulled i i think i've seen a few of the highlights you must have you must remember a few of the shots that, that you've pulled off over the years yeah yeah there was a few of them <laughs> yeah. the uh i mean those venues too i mean you watch you watch you i've seen a few of them it's just like in these uh you know these old sort of private uh, private clubs with the with the gallery like it, it's mm-hmm. not what what you would think would be sort of a hardball or, or like a pro tour venue but venues are absolutely incredible aren't they amazing amazing people amazing pros that are affiliated with all these venues um yeah the game's amazing so we play proams too along these tournaments which is a lot of fun you meet sponsors and play with uh, various people so yeah. there's kind of two tournaments running side by side there's a pro tournament and the, the pro-am tournament so um that's a lot of fun to be involved with as well yeah so you were mostly uh, paired with uh, i mean your successful years you were with damien right yeah did you ever yeah. you you must have played did you ever play with john jonathan i think you a couple uh, times, i have you? not maybe maybe we played once for fun we played them played against him a couple of times but what uh, was that like uh, i mean it was good it was yeah. good. He kind of plays just too much singles on a double sport. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, yeah, I saw really the, uh, you probably saw the, uh, what was it? Super squash, uh, Saturdays, the with yeah. Dean Brown and Diego Elias. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was great. That, that was really, that was amazing. That hardball, uh, he, a lot of fun. I won some money on it the second week after Diego lost the first week. I oh, bet yeah, on the yeah. second week because I knew that he would just come back and, you know, figure it out. And yeah. And, and you also, uh, yeah, knew, you good. also knew John, John wasn't going to last. Uh, 
No, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's what I would have bet money if, if there was a prop bet, right? Uh, how many games will John uh, will it be until he uh, retires, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> he, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, he was moving like he was back in, like when he was twenty, like he was so like trying to get to everything, right? He's so competitive. I, I was doing both drive with him back in the day, and he would cheat at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Both drive cheating. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not cheating, you don't care enough. <laughs> exactly. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. Yeah, you're not trying. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, those were good years for you on the on the pro doubles tour. What uh I mean, I'm surprised a lot of guys, a lot of the, the current pros, like John, a guy like John White, for example, I think he just fuck, he he would dominate in that game, wouldn't he? Like, yeah, like he's pretty good. Shot making and his court coverage and the power and his creativity as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely he's good. I think it's about the effort level too. Like same as Jonathan, like if they put some time into it, they would be a lot better. But I think just the the time and the effort they put into it. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's tough work. You have to. It's a different sport almost. You have to put the effort and time into it. And you know, what's the what's the incentive or the motivation sometimes for these guys to do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're yeah. the top of the game, best players yeah. in the world. So. Yeah, and they, you know, John has a full time job and kids, and he's busy, right? So, yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but he hits the ball hard. He's he's so he's so good for sure. I played against him, I think, a couple times. John on White the, on the doubles tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doubles tour. He was really. Yeah, good. He's a good guy. Especially just with... I just had him on yeah. on this on this podcast. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's a legend for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> I mean, you're you're a guy who can who can conjure up some shots, but. I mean, he can too. I mean, he he's not afraid to throw the the Philadelphia boast in, in there, or the you know dive from one corner to the other uh, yeah. and get get balls back. But um, yeah. so yeah, so Victor, let, let's get into this, man. The uh, the Oxford Properties Canadian Nationals mm-hmm. first June fifth, hosted by your club, but also if I'm not mistaken, it's got to, you've got to be basically the the entire Vancouver squash. The community's got to be involved because because of the size of the event. But it wouldn't be. I mean, Vancouver is just such a. It's a great place for squash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really exciting. The whole whole community has got behind the championships. Tons of sponsors, tons of help throughout the community. We got uh, the YWCA is involved, BRC is involved, Evergreen, Jericho Tennis Club, and the Vancouver Lawn and Tennis Club. So we got you know five major clubs in Vancouver that are all um, involved with the, with the championships this year, plus the glass court um, at the, the Jack power court? Plaza power court. Yeah. We have the, yeah. the glass court. We're going to be, uh, it's going to be the first outdoor tournament uh, in Canada with the glass court. And it's going to be at the Jack cool Plaza, which is a, a, a iconic uh, Olympic torch is, 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 is there. It's a beautiful venue on the waterfront in downtown Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen pictures, but in the backdrop, there's ocean, there's mountains. Um, it's going to be right on the water. It's going to be really beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all those, I mean, uh, I think it's a- Andrew Lynn's at the YMCA, right? Or YWCA. YWC, yeah. Yeah. You've got Jericho, you've got Ever Evergreen VRC, uh, yeah. everyone involved in this. So the, the whole community just must be uh, banding together here right now it must be exciting 
It is very exciting. Yeah. So everyone is practicing, getting ready for it. Um, yeah. We've had to raise a, a ton of money. Like I think a budget is three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Which, okay. which for yeah, for Canadian squash, that's a lot. Squash, that's so, huge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so most of that, yeah. most of that, you know, I get. I think a good hundred, hundred fifty is coming through through sponsors and companies and friends of squash from Vancouver, which is just really impressive. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't thank everyone enough and. You know, before this tournament, personally, I think I've raised ten grand for a tournament. You know, you know, raise, <laughs> raising money for a squash in Vancouver, it's it's tough. And um, yeah, mm. people have really come together, and a lot of really good sponsors and companies involved. I think the timing might be pretty good too, because with COVID, and you know, I think you don't realize what you miss until it's gone, right? And uh, yeah, pretty much gone uh, there for a while. Having it back, uh, this was this is a perfect timing. People are probably very very uh, excited uh, about this event, uh, given you know we didn't really have much squash there for a couple of years. Exactly, people have been pent- a couple of years pumped up, and now they're yeah, let them let them out and come play again. But you had yeah. golf during that time, right? Did you uh, your handicap yep. must have went down. Did it? Mm, a little bit. Definitely played more. Did it? Traffic wasn't so bad either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just in terms of, um, you know, the men's and la- we'll, we'll talk about the whole thing. Maybe you know a bit more about it, obviously, than I do. But Daniel, uh, Daniel Latourneau and David Bayer-Jean are the uh, mm-hmm. ending champs, both of whom were in Cairo, I think, uh, for the world championships, which are going on right now the finals are going on right now i think uh, but yeah yes. they're the they're the, uh, the defending champs so uh excited and both those draws the men's and women's draw uh should be very very interesting because uh i'd say uh, the women's draw might be a little more unpredictable because there there seem to be a few more sort of dark horses in there but the men's uh, as well i mean i always liked uh um nick sackfey i mean he 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 could come out of nowhere and uh Sort of just, uh, he's got enough talent, I think, to be able to do that. Just depends if he, if he's uh, been playing or training. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I think Nick will be in the number two seed, David in the number first seed, yeah. and then yeah, we got Holly, Holly, and Danielle for the for the ladies one and two, which will be really, and then yeah, a bunch of other really good depth in there too. So yeah, those will be really exciting. And then you've got the uh, the junior event as well. I mean, uh, I remember those days. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, we used to go. The, the the junior event was always separate, but th- this is a uh, you've got the juniors uh, going on simultaneously, right? As well as uh, no, no, we, ha- we just have a companion junior event. So the junior Canadian oh, nationals okay. were actually last weekend in Victoria. Okay, so, so that, that was a, yeah, that was a different event, event not yeah. the nationals. Yeah, not the Nationals. So the Nationals were yeah a couple of weeks ago in Victoria. This is just a companion event. We just wanted everyone to get together and get behind the championships. So we had categories for, for everyone. We put junior categories in there. We put masters. We put uh, B, C, A level auto as, as well. So we just want to really get everyone behind the championships, get everyone involved in playing. That's great. Uh, the mm-hmm. the Masters events, though, uh, the age group is part of the the national competition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty th- men's thirty plus, women's thirty plus, all the way up to eighty. All the way up to eighty. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be playing in the over fifty. It, it it would be pretty. It'd be a tough draw, I think. But you know, I, I reckon uh, you know 
I'm, I'm relatively fit. I've been playing a bit. Yeah. Probably Andy Lynn. Uh, I'm not sure how competitive he's been, but I, I mean, he, he's just built like a, like a squash player, right? He, he probably never had an injury in his life. Yeah. He's, he's pretty fit. Uh, he's still playing pretty good squash. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he always had a very, very, he was very uh, sensible as a very sensible mm-hmm. player, basic squash, uh, did it very well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, my, I think my buddy from Halifax, I'm not, I'm not sure if he's in the draw, but he's won a couple of these. Oh, I think he won the over 40s the last time around. Uh, Matt Bishop. I don't know if you know Matt. Nice. Yeah, I know Matt. Yeah. yeah. Great Phil guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he's coming out too, I think. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's all fired up. He's got Neil Harvey in his corner, right? Coaching him. Yes. Yeah, out in uh, Nova Scotia, right? Nova Scotia, yeah. Neil doesn't really, from what I gather, he doesn't really have much to do with squash these days, like over the last 10 mm-hmm. years or so. But when he first arrived in Halifax, he was he was coaching uh, Matt quite a bit. And, that, and, and that's when he really sort of, I mean, he was always very good anyways, even in juniors. But uh, mm-hmm. his game really took off. Like he's unbelievable like he he's still i think just recently he won the provincial championship for like the 50th year in a row uh, wow <laughs> i don't know how he's only 40 but uh, he's won a 50 yeah. no i think like at least yeah when i left when i left uh, nova scotia i was 25 mm-hmm. maybe one or two years past where he didn't win and then he's won every year since then up until just recently like he's won wow. yeah I, I mean it, it's and you watch him play i mean he's like he's moving around like you were like you were uh-huh. yeah. so there's got to be something to be said about taking care of your hip right yeah we'd still be competitive mm-hmm. yeah yeah right. for sure yeah. So yeah, the, the the masters event should be uh, exciting as well. Any anything else there on the the nationals, Victor? That we uh, you want to flesh out? Uh, I know I'd love to have Jamie uh, Jamie on to talk about uh, Squash Canada a bit. Maybe I'll maybe get him on before things kick off. What do you? Think? Yeah, Jamie's done a. Yeah, I've been working closely with Jamie. Jamie. Nichols, right? um, yeah. yeah, Jamie Nichols, he's, he's done a great job with Squash Canada. He's amazing. So they, they got a glass court. Squash Canada has a glass court, and they've been touring around the court around Canada. Yeah. So they're really exposing and growing squash throughout the cities. And uh, he's the one that, that sparked this championship in Vancouver with the power court outside okay. of the Jack Bull Plaza. Yeah. So is J- Jamie's Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where's, when where's, I'm, where, you from Alberta or? Uh, he is from Toronto. Toronto. Okay. To, uh, yeah, he was married to Jessica DeMori. She's oh, a yeah. legend squash player. Yeah, yeah. They have two beautiful daughters. And uh, yeah, Jamie's been playing squash in Toronto. I think he was a BNR pro back in the day. He's an amazing uh, human being. When I first moved to Toronto, uh, I was 18, struggling, you know, on the PSA tour. I had nowhere to live. And uh, he's like, yeah, you can live in my basement. <laughs> and uh, here's some keys. And, uh, you know, for the next six months, I lived in his basement. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. I don't think his parents do. I don't think his parents do, but no, no problem. I, you know? Yeah. yeah you, you, you knew how to yeah. sort of keep it quiet and, you know. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. come in at night and, and leave in the morning. And, yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think you were there. Well, I just wanted to bring up this old anecdote. It was the Whistler Classic. I think it was the first year of that tournament. They just hosted it, I think it was two weeks ago or last week. No, it's and, this weekend, May long weekend in, in, this in weekend. Vancouver. Yeah. The Whistler Classic? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so anyways, it was uh, like the first or second event. And I had this nice little place that I was renting. And I forget the guy's name. He had a bunch of dogs. He was a pretty good, he was like an A or open. Oliver. Ollie. Ollie Zimmerman. Right. Oh, my God. Ollie Zimmerman. So he uh, he stayed at my place as well. I think you might have been, that's what I think. You were with him? And Lawton came up. I remember I was with him and he had dogs and he lived in this van and he had some weed cookies he made. That's right. <laughs> and there was a bag of weed cookies. And I think we went, so we out, went, to we went we, out to play. We went out to play or whatever. And we came back and the cookies were gone. <laughs> and, and the two dogs just chowed them down. Yeah. There was a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, next thing you knew it, they didn't move for about three days. <laughs> they were just stoned. We were, yeah. we were a little worried. We had a phone, I think, the kind of like, hey, we know a friend that has these dogs and he ate these cookies. <laughs> what should we do? Yeah, because yeah, I think when we came back, they were just passed out in, in the living room, right? Or passed out in his yeah. van. I don't know where. I remember, I remember they didn't crap for a day or two and then they finally crapped a little bit and it was like a little golf ball nugget like three days later. Yeah, yeah they were fine though. They were fine. Yeah, they but, were okay. Uh, yeah, those cookies were okay. We had a, a couple. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's uh, that was a great that was a good one. Yeah, lot lot, and I, I think he, yeah he was at the boot pub. That's where he was hanging out. The pub. Boot pub. We yeah. were we were, we went there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Vic, yeah. uh, uh, it's great to see you. Uh, yeah, really good to hear that things are going so well at Vancouver mm-hmm. Lions, and the uh, the Nationals are going to be fantastic. Um, I wish I could go there and give Andy Lynn a run for his money. Yeah, but, I also, I also, I also have my first son. I got about eight weeks ago. Oh, congratulations! Wow, yeah, super exciting. So that's that's uh, so the Nationals, the, the new kid. Um, okay, uh, what's uh, his name? Yeah, Asher. Asher, fantastic! And yeah, uh, yeah. Is, he, uh, is he there now? Is he sleeping now? Uh, he's upstairs with the mom. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, well, super well, excited. Congratulations! That's uh, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it, it's yeah. a great, uh, great time to be uh, be there to be Victor uh, at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, for me, my both my daughters are uh, seventeen and twenty one. Nice. Okay. And uh, the youngest one is about to, uh, she's going to go to Carleton University. Okay. So uh, we'll be, as they say, empty nesters uh, in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. So the kids will be gone. Mm-hmm. So embrace, embrace this time because yes. before in the blink of an eye, it's, they're gone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's uh, my advice. Uh, my, my, yeah. my, uh, my words of wisdom, embrace the, embrace the precious time with, with uh, Asher. I'll take those to the heart. Thank you. <laughs> but Vic, man, really great to see <laughs> yeah. you. And, uh, yeah, like likewise. With the catch uh, up again. Hopefully you see you uh, yeah, out here one day. Gonna make is it uh, oh you got your clubs right behind you. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> what, what, what putter are you using there? 
I think it's old school. Uh, Tylus, uh, one of those, one of those okay. old ones. Oh, old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I bet, I bet your money yeah. with that putter. Try, I try. <laughs> yeah, I've got a nice. Uh, that, that's sort of uh, it was sort of the, the weakness in my game. I think it is for mo- most people. I'm tee to green, pretty strong, but uh, mm-hmm. you, I get a five foot putt. Longer putts, I'm okay. Five, five foot putts used to be uh, the bane of my okay. existence there, but now uh, recently I've, I've sort of taken it, taken in a little bit more of a takeaway and letting mm-hmm. it flow a, a little more rather than kind of punching at the, the shorter putts. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that's the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Vic, uh, really great to see you and uh, thanks for doing this today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Well, that was a lot of fun catching up with my old buddy, uh, Victor Berg. I'm going to keep this short but sweet. Uh, We've got, I want to go and watch the the finals there. As I said, uh, my picks are uh, Farag and Gohar. Farag, because he's just looked so good and he's got his main man, um, Mike Way, in his corner. And uh, typically when Mike shows up for these big events, I think Ali's got his eyes on the prize. So uh, Mohammed looked fantastic last night, but I think there was a lot of fuel there that was uh, aimed towards, you know, there was a lot of emotion involved there and he wanted to prove a point and he certainly did. I'm not sure if that will be the case in this. Obviously, he'll want to win, but uh, I think Ali's uh, up to the task this time around. And uh, not, uh, you know, nor El Sherbini. I'm just not quite sure how uh, fit she is. She, she might be. She might be uh, fully recovered from the recent injury that she had. But uh, Noran looks extremely fit. Uh, she was tested last night against Amanda and overcame that. Uh, Amanda Sobey gives everybody trouble uh, these days. And she's, uh, you know, she almost pulled that off in the fourth uh, game and could have sent it to a fifth, which would have been really, really interesting. But uh, anyways, I'm going with Gohar. I could be wrong on this one, but I think... uh just given her recent form and also uh, the uncertainty in terms of uh, Sherbini's uh, recovery from the injury that she had and how fit she is and how match ready she is. But, uh, you know, this is her, I believe, eighth uh, world championship final. So uh, she's been there, done that. Um, anyways, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. I did, as you could probably tell, catching up with an old friend. And I want to wish uh, Victor and the Squash uh, Canada team that's involved all the very best on June 1st. We're going to hopefully have Jamie Nichols on in the next couple of days to flesh out that event a little bit more. And then with any luck, a couple of the contenders for the men's and women's uh, open crowns uh, will be on. Hopefully we'll get it. David Bayard-Jean and uh, Danielle Latourneau, both of whom have been on before and would love to have them back. So uh, let's see how that goes. Maybe Nick Sackfield will join us as well. Uh, that would be cool. Or any, any one of those guys or gals would be great. Uh, anyways, yes, time to go watch some squash. World Championships are on. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. Goodbye now.